Hey fellas, this is Rob Carbone. You're listening to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankee analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. going on guys rob carbone coming at you with episode 23 of bd4 it's a wednesday night august 28th about 11 p.m in about 10 minutes um just finished watching the yankees game a couple hours ago my head hurt all day i didn't feel well today laying down watching the game didn't help that uh i had to listen to David Cohn and Ryan Rucco giggle together for the third straight night. That didn't help. All right. So I had to mute the thing five innings in. But once Gio Urshela went down, went, went out of the game with an injury, I had to unmute it so I can get updates. So I had to listen to them all game long for three straight days. They're just a pain in the ass to listen to, man. Oh, my God. I'm going to start off talking about them because... Ah, I've been running. I've been wanting to rant about it forever. So here's my chance. But they just, oh my, the bullshit small talk. They do these look-alike games. These stupid. They pick people out in the crowd. Who looks like who on this team and that team? And they just talk nonsense. I cannot stand that. I hate small talk to begin with. But when I'm watching a baseball game, I don't want that shit. I want them talking about the baseball game. Oh, it's it's meaningless. No point in complaining about this. But hey, I love to complain, so I'm going to do it. And that's what I just did. But <laughs> other than that, the team on the field, the New York Yankees, hey, man, they keep winning. They keep winning baseball games. And um, really, you cannot complain uh, as far as the regular season goes. They are playing outstanding baseball. They're winning every series. Once again, they're bouncing back. You know, from tough losses, that's what they did. They lost in Oakland. Well, they bounced back in, with an impressive series in L.A. We talked about that, about that last time out. And now they just swept the Seattle Mariners at T-Mobile Park. Not Safeco. Um, game one, Yanks took that one 5-4. to four. Torres hit a first-inning homer. Oh, no, second-inning homer. And as did Mike Ford, we'll talk to him. We'll talk about him later. Uh, so they took a, I think they had a three nothing lead by then. Hap gave up a three run bomb in the second <laughs> to give it right back. But Mike Ford came through again in the fourth inning, hits a homer, and the Yanks won that one five to four. Um, Hap ended up going five innings, two hits, three walks, but. Seven strikeouts and limited the Mariners to just three runs. So, not great, but enough. You know, it was enough. If that's the worst we're going to get with Yankee pitching of late, we will take it, right? So, quality outing there. We get to game two. That's when the Yankees route the Mariners big time. A 7 nothing blowout. Judge hits homer number 100 of his career. We'll talk about him later. Guardy hits a home run in the third. Uh, Romine has two RBIs, one in the fifth, one in the ninth. So the Yanks win that one seven zip. Tanaka was the story of that game. Yankee pitching kept doing its thing. Tanaka goes seven innings, 
allows just three hits, took a no-hitter into the fifth. Uh, seven innings, three hits, one walk, seven Ks, and no runs. Shut them out. Uh, masterful performance. And three of Tanaka's last four outings really have been masterful performances. Big game Tanaka. You know, that's what he is. Uh, when the Yankees need him for a big outing, he'll give them a big outing most of the time. But the story with him, it's in the regular season at least, it's all or nothing, you know. It's kind of like a home run or nothing hitter. Tanaka is that, but for a starting pitcher. He's either going to give you a seven-inning gem or he'll give up six-plus. But lately we've been getting a better Tanaka. So we're going to need that down the stretch, obviously. Game three comes around. The matchup everybody was waiting for, Sheffield versus Paxton. Uh, did not go Sheffield's way. It went Paxton's way. Offense backed him up with seven more runs. The Yanks took it 7-3. to three. Gary hit a homer in the first. We'll talk on him in a sec. Paxton gives uh, gives up a two-run homer later to tie the game at 2-2, two to two, which frustrated me. It got me thinking, oh, here we go again. But, of course, the Yankee bats bailed him out. Ford hits a homer in the next inning, uh, in the fifth inning. Uh, LeMayhew hits a, an RBI single, and Judge follows up with... Uh, solo smack to left field. He pulled it. So, Yanks win that 7-3. to And Paxton, again, much like happened game one, wasn't great, but was enough. Five innings, two runs. Walked five batters. Four in that one inning where he got into trouble. But, again, two runs, you'll take that shit. If that's what Paxton's going to be at his worst right now, we'll take it and run. So, another... The string keeps, you know, the string continues of of great Yankee pitching. Now, the last six games, they, the Yankee pitchers altogether, including the pen, have held opponents under four to four runs or less. Sorry, so last six games, opponents have not scored more than four runs against the Yanks. So they've been doing an excellent job holding the opponents off the boards. And that's what they're gonna, do, and that's that's the key to their to their season right there, really. Obviously, getting home field is key, but also you're going to have to pitch in October. If you don't pitch in October, you'll be going home watching watching on the couch. So we're going to need that consistency down the stretch. Hopefully, we see it in September. Hopefully, the Yankee staff keeps that up. Um, hopefully, Hap is... I, I don't have much hope for Hap, but really what I'm looking at is Paxton and Tanaka, two guys who can be... You know who can be those number two, number one pitchers when they're on. Um, and obviously, <clears throat> obviously Severino, we need him to come back. I think he's still doing that rehab thing, so he'll be. They're saying sometime by mid-September, but I mean, I really like for him to be a starter. So if it's going to take a little longer to get him revved up, to get him ready to become a starter, I'm all for it. Just get this guy in the postseason. I want him throwing six innings out there at the very least. I want Dominant Sevy back. I don't want a half half version of Sevy, you know, where he's just going to come out of the pen and toss an inning or two. No. If we're going to get this guy back, I want him ready for a championship, going balls out, ready to go 6-plus, 7-plus. Hopefully we get that. I'm not sure we will, but that's why, like I said, that's why we need guys like Pax and Tanaka to step up. All right? So, the bats. Talked enough on the pitching. The bats. Aaron Judge has been on some kind of friggin' tear, huh? Three homers in a row in L.A. Uh, two more in this series. 
He's got 18 altogether in the year, and I think he's played 77 games. So you double that, you know, like a full season, that's almost, that's like 35-something. A little less than his expectations. So, But remember, from where he was earlier when he was slumping, it was way lower. The power numbers weren't there. But now, he's got the homers back up there. He's got the RBI. He's driving in runs again. He's pulling the ball. Um, The average is creeping back up to 280. The OPS is a tick under 900 now. The slugging. So he's getting back to that judge type. And that's huge, man. I can't tell you how big that is. That we now have judge uh, in vintage form on top of everybody else. We need him hot. And it seems like he's there. And baseball needs to watch out if he keeps this up. Because it's huge. Mike Ford, also hot of late. Holy shit. Right? Guy's homering left and right. Um... And even on his off nights, like I think it was yesterday, he comes through with a double. So he's doing something every night now. Now he's got nine homers, 15 RBIs, 15 walks, and an 849 OPS through 34 games. So he's got his numbers up to respectability now with his hot streak of late. And I like Ford. I, I give him shit from time to time, but uh, I like him. Jersey guy, so he's got a little bias on me, but uh, I like that he's a lefty. He's got a, a nice-looking swing for left. It's like a slingshot swing. Um, looks like he's got a lot of power. He's a thick kid, man. He's a big boy. Uh, lefty pop. He's got a great eye, great discipline. Kind of reminds me of like a Joey Votto type. Now, I'm not saying that's who he's going to be. I have no idea who Mike Ford is. Could be a good player. Could be a terrible player. Could be a platoon guy. We don't know who he is, what his ceiling is. I don't know much about him. But from what I've seen, seems like a guy that's going to walk and it's going to hit some homers for you. So he's doing a nice job right now. We'll see how long that lasts. Of course, we have Luke Voigt coming back on Friday, so it'll be interesting to see with, with what uh, Cashman does. And Boone. Um, who else lately? Gary. Oh, did I talk? Judge hit his 100th home run yesterday, and Gary hit his 100th, I think it was in the Dodgers series? But today he had another one. So both of them, um, Gary had his 30th homer of the year today. And pretty much the same story with Judge. If you can get Gary going, that's huge for the offense. But, you know, Gary's the kind of guy I talked about. I talk about it all the time. Really, I think I talk about it once an episode and every night in my blog if you read me. But, fuck it, we'll go over it again. Um, with Gary, it's it's all about his discipline, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's all about what he brings to the plate with him. What kind of approach is he going to bring up there? Is he going to bring that balanced approach where he's going to use all fields, you know, and stay patient on those inside outside pitches? Or is he going to bring a a pull happy, I want to hit a home run, chase happy approach to the plate? And that's the thing with him. That's why he's kind of inconsistent when it comes to impacting the game every single day. He'll hit the home runs. Of course he's going to hit home runs. He's got 30 friggin' homers in 90 games. That's incredible. Ridiculous power. Nobody's ever going to deny his power. You know, I think Gary Sanchez, everybody knows he has power. Probably the biggest power, the most power we've ever seen from the catching position. You could argue Gary has that. I mean, he's ridiculous when it comes to hitting homers. But, again, I, it's the frustrating thing with him is he doesn't bring a consistent approach to the plate. And that's going to lead to an inefficient batting average, you know, 230 average. And yes, I do think that's important 
because while it's nice to have slugging in on base numbers, or while it's nice to have slugging like he does, if he doesn't hit, if he doesn't walk, that on base is going to be low. And right now he, you know, doesn't walk that consistently, and his hitting he doesn't do much outside of hitting the homer. He's not a singles guy anymore. He's not a doubles guy anymore, like we saw when he first came up. You guys remember when Gary came in 2016? His OPS was over a thousand. He hit 299. The next year he hit just to take under 280. His OPS was just under 900. So he was that. He was a high average MVP type complete hitter with power. Now he just now we now we're just getting the power part, you know. So we, he's not really fully back to that level he once was, and I'm not quite sure he'll ever get back to that level because it seems he's so obsessed with his power hitting now. You know, it seems like the home runs have taken over Gary Sanchez, where he's just going to be more of a slugger now as opposed to the all-around hitter we once saw. And I'm not complaining about that, so please don't get on me for that. But I'm just saying it's definitely not what we once saw and what we heard when he was what we heard about when he was a prospect. All that hype was, you know, all around hitting Gary Sanchez is going to be this complete MVP hitting candidate. He's more just a power hitting all or nothing slugger. He doesn't provide much of the plate other than homers. And his defense has improved. I'll give him that. But still kind of average. I don't think he's that great of a catcher. I don't think anyone thinks he's a great catcher. He's a good defensive catcher. Maybe. You know, he's got a strong arm. Can be wild at times. Uh... Doesn't move the best behind the plate, but he does enough behind there where it's not a liability like it once was. But yeah, like I said, with Gary, it's it's you're getting what you're getting right now. I think just that streaky slugger. It's not going to be. I don't think he's terrible, but I don't think he's as great as some people say. He's a, he's a very powerful slugger, and we're fortunate where the Yankees are now a multi-dimensional offense that they don't need Gary to be that complete hitter anymore. He can be what he is right now, and they'll be fine offensively. So, good to see him uh, hit his 30th today, which is insane. The guy's going to end up with 35, 40 homers in like 112 games or something. That's incredible. The power he has, like I said, is ridiculous. But, yeah, good to see him hot. Good to see Judge Scorching hot, Ford hot. Torres, his homer in Game 1 gave him 33 on the year, but... It also gave him 10 homers in 15 games at the time. That's ridiculous. So he, he went through a stretch where he hit 10 home runs in 15 games. And in the blog, in the recap uh, for game one, I said, you know, just a few years ago, hitting 10 homers in the first half of the season was considered a lot. Now guys are doing it in a 15-game span. It's incredible. So he's I, nobody saw that power coming with Gleyber Torres. They knew he'd be a good hitter, right? But I knew he I knew he'd be a great hitter. But I didn't think he'd be a thirty homer hitter. Now he's chasing forty. Shit. You know, I always said he's kinda of reminds me of a Cano, like a Machado. He'll hit he'll hit um for a high average and he'll hit maybe but I said like fifteen, twenty homers. Didn't expect thirty plus forty. So that's interesting. We'll we'll see how it goes going forward. But yeah, he's definitely my guy. Gonna be the best player on this team. In a few years, if not already. Um, Let's wrap this up with the progress report. We are now five months in. All right, it's August 28th. The baseball season started March 28th. So we are five months into the year. 
Let's go through the progress report. I'll have that out in the blog tomorrow, but let's review it a little tonight. I might do some editing, so the grades might be a little different from what I say here than they are tomorrow when when the when the article comes out. But for the most part, they will be very very close. If I change if I change anything, Mike Ford. We're gonna start with Mike Ford first base. I gave him a B minus for his time out there. Um, he hasn't always been hot, so that's why his grade is not as high as it as you would expect. But B minus, I think, is fair because you know he's been good. When he first came up, he struggled for a bit. He was kind of providing nothing. But he was, he's always kind of been impactful somewhat. If he wasn't before he was starting, before he brought the power, he was walking at least. So, But now he's kind of putting it all together, and that's got his grade up to a B-. Um, second base, <clears throat> LeMahieu and Torres. I gave LeMahieu an A+. Uh, I think he speaks for himself. Guy's an MVP candidate. You could argue, you can make a case. Um, you can make a case for him to be the MVP of the American League. Not going to get into all that because I talk about that all the time, and I know how touchy that is for Trout supporters. But yeah, LeMahieu definitely an A plus. Gleyber Torres, I gave an A. He's right up there, just a tad under LeMahieu. He's been spectacular, hitting near 290. His OPS is over 900. Like I said, 33 homers. Plays inconsistent, but good defense. It'll improve. Uh, third base, Gio Urshela. Gave him an A+. Plus. This is a, his highest grade of the season for me. I had, an, I had him at an A, hovering around the A mark all year. But, I mean, his recent hot stretch, uh, he jumped up to an A+, plus right up there with DJ. I love my high-contact average hitters, high-average hitters. I love those guys. And, you know, because the Yankees needed them so much for years now. They finally have these two guys, and that's why they're so versatile this year, offensively. So definitely give Gio an A+. Move on to shortstop, Gregorius. I uh, gave him a B-. minus. You know, he's not having the greatest of seasons. Not walking much because he's not hitting for average as much, and he's not... So the on-base is, is, is low. It's like 290. But he's still producing runs. He's hitting homers in big spots, so... His defense is, I think it's regressed, but, you know, I gave him a B minus. Not terrible, but not great. Left field, Mike Talkman. Gave Talkman an A minus for his time out there. He's done a very nice job, man. Guy's been outstanding. A ridiculous defensive player. I mean, he's great defensively. Uh, very good offensively. His numbers have been off the charts at times, and even when he's slumping, he's putting up, putting together good at-bats and doing his thing. So, A- minus for talk. Cameron Mabin. Cameron's been slumping of late, so he gets a B plus for now. But, you know, all together, he's been great. Hits the ball to all fields. Comes through when he needed to. We'll see how it goes going forward. Maybe he's coming down to earth a bit. But for now, a B plus. Regressed, but still very good. Brett Gardner, out in center field, or wherever he is. But Brett Gardner, uh, B. I give him a B. I think he's been very solid, a good catalyst, draws his walks, plays excellent defense as well, and has brought the power back this season, which has been a big reason for his success. Guardy B. Judge, I give a B plus because remember, he still had a big deep slump, so you can't just ignore that, although he's been excellent of late, but a B plus is nothing to scoff at. Uh, 
What else? Oh, uh, Gary. Gary, I gave a B. Um, like I said, I, uh, like I just, I, th- I talked about it enough, you know, one-dimensional. He's going to hit homers, but that's pretty much it. Has a nice arm, doesn't catch that well, though. I don't know, B. I think that's a fair grade. Romine, B plus. No, no, I'm not calling Romine better than Sanchez, so don't get on me for that. Because remember, these grades are based off of every individual's expectations. So for a backup catcher, Romine's played at a B-plus level. And for Gary Sanchez's expectations, he's played at a B-level. So yeah, Romine gets a B-plus. He's been doing very good. Clutch hitting, coming off the bench, sporadic playing time. He's doing his job. Uh, Pitching. Bullpen, I gave a B-plus. Very good, very sturdy. Not as great as I think people... hype them up as to be, do walk the park, walk a ton of people, but they get the damn job done a lot, B+. Rotation, sure, they've been very good of late, but that's kind of the story of their entire year, and I'm in a good mood tonight, so I'm going to give them a C+. <laughs> I'm in a good mood, I'll give them a C+. Last month I gave them a C-, but they've been very good for a couple of weeks now, C+. And the Yankees as a whole, I gave an A-plus, man. I mean, you have the best record in baseball. What else could you give them, you know? So don't kill me for my grades. You don't like it? Oh, well, too bad. Screw you. That's me. That's you. Fungal. All right? That's what I got. Uh, I think that's pretty much all we got. The Yanks will head home now. Back to the Bronx. Thank goodness. Get out of the re- get out of the West Coast. We can now sleep at normal hours. Oh, my God. Uh, back to the Bronx to take on Oakland. For the final time this season. Got to get payback there, man. They beat the living shit out of us just a week ago before we headed to L.A. So this is it. This is the last contender the Yankees will face until the playoffs. So it'd be nice to end with some revenge and prove one last time that we can beat contending teams. At least in the regular season. So let's let's... Get some payback against Oakland, and from there, it's really just a cakewalk. And the schedule is set up in our favor for home field advantage, so we have to, have to, have to take advantage of September. All right. First, though, let's go beat the A's. All right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by, and let's get to the trivia before we wrap this thing up. All right. Which Yankees pitcher is the only reliever to save four games in one World Series? Which Yankees pitcher is the only reliever to save four games in one World Series? First one to inbox me, first one to comment, first one to hit me up on any platform. I'll give your page a shout out and that'll be that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by. Once again, I appreciate the love. If you want to find out all the information on where you can follow me at, go on my SoundCloud page which is the page you're on right now if you're listening to this. And I'll have all the information right on there in my About Me page. All right? Thanks, guys, so much. And I'll see you in the blog tomorrow. Or, yeah, and I'll see you in the blog tomorrow for the, uh, for the progress support. All right, ciao.
Hey, thanks for stopping by, guys. I appreciate the listen. If you've made it this far, don't forget to check out my blog. It's on Twitter, Facebook, and also on WordPress.